Coming up in this episode of the KickCast, a kitchen robot to cook it all, spin a top with Turbo, and the Ceiling Sport Revolution is about to begin. So sit back and relax. It's time for the KickCast. Hey everybody, it is time for another episode of the KickCast, the podcast where we go out and find projects and let you know if you should backtrack or sack them. I am KT Data, one half of the show, and joining me is a man who is so great and so dedicated to having his kids learn and always increase their vocabulary that he'll mysteriously put his crossword puzzles in a convenient place that his kids can steal so they can do it before bedtime. <laughs> the one and only Drew Tyler. How are you doing today, my friend? Good. I'm good. She's still at Parents Square. I've been working on crosswords the last couple of days. I'm trying to feel a little smarter, smarter about myself. But she came in and showed me. She, she put in a couple of them. These are hard ones. These are hard. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I thought I read somewhere that for you to remain sharp and decreases your chances of getting Alzheimer's and stuff, you should do a crossword every single day. It, it makes sense. Like, it starts moving things in there. You got to think and find. Yeah. yeah and then here, here I am, the lazy one. We're like, I ain't got no time for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe that's why I'm the dumb one in this group. <laughs> so, <laughs> or crosswords. Yeah, I got to do more crosswords. Why don't we have a Kickstarter that will automatically deliver me crosswords every day? There you Bluetooth go. Crosswords. Yes, let's add Bluetooth to it. I think we can make this work. <laughs> all right. So if it's your first time watching the show, first of all, welcome. Uh, I like I, I always have to find something to say to the Drew because I'm jealous of his skills, his looks, and just his suave that he manages to do during every single day. And I'm like, I can't even be ten percent of that. Uh, you crack me up. <laughs> so, um, if yeah, it's your first time, first of all, welcome. And uh, before we jump into our project of the night, and we got some interesting ones, we got some controversy too. As I as I researched one of them, because I I made sure that I um, cracked before I backed, and it came up with some stuff this time around. So, but before that, we have some quick news to cover. First of all, it is in Kickstarter, and I've noticed more and more Kickstarter makes these changes. Um, and then they don't announce them, so sometimes we miss them. This one is actually, they've made a slight tweak to their search bar, if you can find it on their website. They've actually announced that you can now search for creator names, and it will pop up in the search bar. Um, that's so interesting. So that's, that's fancy. So their example is, like, they had Ellie Blue. Um, he or she has la- launched 25 projects. So now you can actually type her name into the box, and it will pop up. And it does, like, the Google search type thing where it gives you suggestions too so it'll give you the categories that her name's been found in or you can click on her profile type thing and then you can do a follow so like you follow them on twitter on facebook and i think that should let you know when they launch a new project and stuff so if you have like a uh, serial kickstarter creator this is actually a good way to find them and see what else they've done and it helps with crack too so you can search for the creator and see if there's any other projects they've been involved in that would make yeah okay that makes sense then you'd be able to see some history of what they've been able to deliver or not deliver that's a good question i was thinking like really how many serial creators are there i ran uh, two three kickstarters and it's, it's, we should they try had to be it. so far apart like, we, we should try this is your name in here let's see uh no i keep hitting start project i don't know why but let's see let's type <laughs> in drew uh, uh no there's no h in your name Tyler, um, look at you that creators, Drew Tyler. And you find the one one that I ran under my account. Click on it, and then uh, 
right there, raising kids, raising animals. So yeah, that's when we tried to work with another uh, company to run a documentary. And about mm, 15, 20 days into the Kickstarter, they're like, let's just do it next year. Yeah. We're like, but we're in the middle of something here. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at this. Backed 42 projects, joined April 2012. Look at that. Fancy. Around, I'm looking at your wheel, too. Oh, I was, I was, well. I, I always get distracted when I look at people's uh, profiles, <laughs> just seeing how I just their don't wheels know how are. How many serial, how many still Kickstarter creators are out there? But I guess, I, I guess, th- I think probably. there are a couple. Like, um, the, especially with the Make 100 now. Yeah, one, one of the serial, uh, uh, serial bat, uh, Kickstarter project makers that I have is, um, it's actually a company. It's, it's or John C- C- Covey. You, I think is how you say the name from Genius Games. Hmm. I'll talk a little bit more about it in a kick shout because he actually has another project, but he has kind of become what I call those Instabacks. There's a few of them, like Andrew Allen, I'd have as an Instaback. Um, Jason Howell's stuff, I put as an Instaback yeah. too. I've noticed a lot of musicians. So, like, I think it makes sense if you're, you're following a musician and they tend to come cool. out um, as things like, I mean, if Scott Weiser, I'd, I'd put him as a Instaback. Uh-huh. I, like, I like all the things he's been doing. Um, as I, I'm looking through my history to see which of these people I would kind of regularly follow to see yeah. um, what stuff is. And Drew, you got to catch up. I'm at 83 projects. <laughs> and um, I, I joined I'm, March 2012, so we're not that far apart. <laughs> oh, we are not. No, we're not. <laughs> In terms of, well, so catch up, man. Catch up. All right, so... That's a kind of interesting way to do things. So for our next one, this is this has always been interesting because one of the things that Kickstarter has always promoted about crowdfunding is it's not a store. You're helping fund a idea to make it become fruition. Um, well, I guess it's a little closer to the store than we think <laughs> because a judge in the UK actually um, fund uh, actually ruled. That the uh, Spectrum Vega Plus guys, so I think they're called Retro Com- Retro Computers Limited. Um, they, a judge ruled that in their backing that uh, it was considered a contract because they said he would receive one of these products because it's a it's a handheld ZX Spectrum. Um, do, do you remember the Z- ZX Spectrum? It was an old I old console. I, I think it was more popular in the UK. That's why in the BBC, but. They haven't delivered. They um, raised a whole ton of money too. It was uh, five hundred twelve pounds, um, which is a fair chunk of change. Um, about two years ago, I think this was almost mm. mentioned as a project. I think uh, I don't think we actually mentioned it at it as a project. Maybe we did. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember it, but I, but I, I remember seeing this two years ago. They still haven't delivered, and they've been citing delays and stuff. Um, and it's actually gotten worse now because not only that, the judge ruled that they have to pay the the backer who hasn't gotten his um, console yet um, the money back plus fees and all that good stuff. Indiegogo has actually so they they actually went to in demand because they had enough. They suspended the in demand because they had lack of communication with the backers and they kept delaying the product. Um, and it's mm-hmm. gotten to the point now that Indiegogo has issued them that they have until the end of May to deliver these projects, or they're going to send a third party collection agencies to get the funds back so they can refund it to the backers. Serious. I mean, really what, what, if you were communicating, you could at least say we had these troubles or this happened, but if they're incommunicado, then 
yeah, yeah. I there, had to go in and there so like I was I was looking into this. There were there's a lot of kind of um history that's gone gone through this too because not only did they delay stuff, the like original creators and the programmers didn't deliver some of the codes because they had a falling um uh, uh falling out with the company and they mm. then they you know there were some legal issues with that too. So like they say they're still around but they still haven't delivered anything either. Um, and I I looked through the project. They posted like three big updates um, last, but I'm still not that confident about them delivering because they say they should start shipping units in April, but they've been promising that for a while now. So yeah. it seems yeah. like I don't think this is going to set, uh, you know, it's a hard and fast rule that Indiegogo is going to go after everybody who doesn't deliver the project. Um, but it looks like the courts are kind of more in the favor of, hey, they gave you money. You promised to item you better deliver so if you're a project creator you may want to put that into consideration too yeah um yeah where you know this is in the uk so i it's not going to hold up in u.s court but who knows that you might see more and more people trying to take legal action yeah. for this and it's, it's still precedent right i mean it yeah. still could spark off more action yeah and, and how do you feel about indiegogo actually taking an active role in this i'm okay with it you know like, like, really they're trying to build a, a, a platform that, that it protects the consumers and, and the buyers. I, I think it's fine. Yeah, and I, I thought it was super interesting too that they, they, to the point where they said they would send a collection agency off to get their money, which is, which is totally nuts. Um, and then so that, that's something you may want to consider. And I, you know, I, I wish Kickstarter would do more of this, but they're totally, we're hands off type thing. Where Indiegogo, I feel like they're, they, they're more invested to try and get these projects. Um, successful than kickstarter is um and then so our last yeah yep our our last bit of news that we wanted to mention this is more for project creators we're not going to go into super depth on it but we'll link it on our site on uh, doubleburst.net um or kickcast.net i i keep doing that i don't know why (laughs) i don't even think i own double wait no i do um (laughs) kickcast.net too many domain names uh kickcast kickcast.net that um, on Forbes, they actually took four different Super Bowl commercials because here in the United States, we love the American football, you know, the, the football that everybody else thinks is fake. Um, right, right. But the commercials have always been big. So they took four of those, broke those down, and kind of wanted to tell you what was what what worked with some of them and what didn't work with some of them and how you could apply them to your crowdfunding videos. Um, so if you're a project creator, go check out that article because I thought it was in pretty informative. But it's kind of the, the trends in marketing, and so it's, a, it's probably a nice way to apply that to what we talk about. So crowdfunding and Super Bowl ads. Yep. So, so yeah, definitely check that out in our show notes. All right. So it is time for our kick shouts, which are our Twitter link shout outs. If you ever have a project you want us to mention, shoot us an email, kickcast at ktdata.net or facebook.com forward slash kickcast or at night 20 at kickcast at ktdata. Any of those will get it to us. Um, and we have two projects to mention. Both of them are board games. So if you don't care about board games, I apologize. <laughs> so our first one, this is actually from uh, Genius Games or John Cubbyu. Um, and he has launched Subatomic and Atom Building Board Games. So it's a deck builder. So um, where you actually use part, you, you take particle physics, put them together to create your own um, atom. So you have, you start out with your electrons and your protons. Uh, and you use that to build up your different atoms to win the game um, from that. So that one's a really cool one. Reason why I don't want to mention it, because they're well over their $12,000 uh, 
goal is yeah I, wow i backed their last one you may have remembered we did cytosis that was their work replacement game i got it i loved it like it was amazing it like theme wise it hit it on all the right spots and if you're a science nerd or even if you're a science teacher i think these are great games to kind of have in your classroom to engage your students and have them learn even more um and drew i know last time you were making fun of me because you're like you're double nerded on this man <laughs> Actually, triple nerd, yes. triple nerding. If you think about it, because I had science, board gaming, and a crowdfunding project. <laughs> and, yeah, triple nerd, full triple nerd. You, you never go full triple nerd. <laughs> yeah, and I, I can promise you, if you back the collector's editions, he goes all in with the components. Like it feels like a really solid collector's edition um, in terms of that. And then our other project that the double burst guys made sure we want to mention it is yet another deck builder. Have you noticed I like deck builders? <laughs> this is called um, Eons and Legacy. So it's a cooperative deck building legacy game um, of post-apocalyptic fantasy survival. So it's a deck building game, and Eons End is actually a deck builder. It's interesting in the sense that you don't shuffle your cards after you buy them. So you lay them down into your use pile in the order you want to draw them as, um, which oh. kind of which, which is a lot different from a lot of other deck builders. But this one specifically is taking that system um, and then creating, I think gives you additional other stuff too, that you can, um, whoa. Uh, whoa. That was, whoa. Did you die? I'm still here. Whoa, okay. That was weird. Really crazy background noise. Um, so anyways, um, so for Eon's End, what they're doing is they're taking that system, and I think you can use the characters from the other games, put it together, and you can use it as a legacy system. So it's a campaign, and it's a legacy campaign, um, which means as you progress through the campaign, it remembers stuff, and you change stuff in the game. So you can get extra power-ups and stuff. So you can have multiple playthroughs, and your previous playthrough will influence what you do further down in the campaign. Um, and they launched today, and they're way past their $60,000 goal. They're at 210 almost 210,000 uh, already. Um uh, it I I've I've played the the original deck builder that they have on it. It's pretty fun. So if you are a deck builder fan or if you kind of want a more kind of campaign setting where you can sit down multiple times and play through a story, I definitely tell you just check that out. Any of these interest you whatsoever, Drew? <laughs> I played a couple of deck builders here and there. I think I don't know that first one you mentioned with uh with some of the particles. Oh, don't don't once your kids are old enough, my friend, I'm bringing all of these over and we're going to science the crap out of game night. They will love it. They will love it. Because yeah. yes. I got excited and I, I I played um so the subatomic one, so I played the cytosis one with the double burst guys. They thought I was making yeah. up words most of the time as I was playing, but I <laughs> loved every minute of it. Alright, so now time for our projects of the night. Um, this first one, Drew, I don't think it applies whatsoever to you because I don't, I don't think you'd need this, but for someone like me who sucks at cooking and who has like not a lot of time to cook, this is something that I want. So, um, our first project tonight is called the Suvi and it is a kitchen robot with multi-zone cooking and refrigeration. So it is a like a almost like a, it looks like a toaster but a little bit bigger or a toaster oven but a, a little bit bigger and what you do is it has different compartments for stuff and um 
it will cook all your food in the same compartments and it knows how to control all the temperatures and stuff um for you once you get once you program it to start and it's internet connected to and um it even what my favorite part about it is it refrigerates your food until you're ready to cook it so you could i could load it up in the morning and said hey i need this at 7 p.m at night when i come back from work and it will actually make the food for me. So it has a vegetable steam zone, a broiling element, a sous vide uh, or a sous vide protein zone. So you can put your meat, seal it up, and it will do the sous vide thing um, for Ooh. you. Um, that slow cooking, like you, it's essentially boiling your meat, right? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, cooking it has a starch zone for you, and then I, I love how it does the the straight up refrigeration for you. So you load up all these compartments set it and it has a phone app so say when i'm headed out the door on my way home i can just click on my phone start cooking and it will start cooking for me um this is everything i need and what's cool about it is they even have kind of a uh, hello fresh type service where they'll deliver you all the components that you need um packaged up and there's nfc chips like in all of them components, like like actual food parts? yeah yeah like the ingredients that i need not components the ingredients I need um, in these packages. This, they all have NFC chips on them, and there's an NFC reader on it, so I can scan the item and well, put yeah. it in the compartment, and it already knows what is in that compartment and how to cook it, ready to go. Uh, it has preset recipes. You can set your own recipes for it, um, and you can even do last minute substitutions, and it will adjust for you. Drew, why? Are you, why? Why do you have that look? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love a good smart kitchen, but this is like a lazy man's kitchen. <laughs> this is not a lazy. I guess that's what you were saying, right? This is, this is, this is some some of us are culinary culinary <laughs> challenged. Okay, <laughs> it, it, it looks very fancy. It looks super fancy. Like I could load up compartments and scan an NFC chip. Yeah, that's the extent of my abilities to cook. <laughs> but, but yeah I, I i love everything about this that i can control it from my phone see how the food's going um and and how it has all these different cooking zones because that's always been like the problem right when you throw it into the crock pot everything's all cooking at the same time so right. your vegetables aren't crisp and stuff this one on the other hand can individually do all of that stuff and that's why i really like it and you know they mentioned that it'll save you some time. I I don't really care much about that. It's more that I can load a box. <laughs> I can load a box. <laughs> um, and you know, fill up water. It does look tasty. But you, you you look at all the food and stuff. You know, you can make a chili roasted shrimp, Asiago chicken, meatballs. Day. I don't know how to say that word. <laughs> but what's cool about it is it can make food for two to four adults. So, like, come on, Drew. Like, imagine this. I could load this up before we record a show, and when we're done with the show, my food will be ready for me well, to go. Like, <laughs> I could, I could just slide over here and open up the text box and be like, "Hey, I'll take uh, a brownie and some ice cream, and it'll be ready before we're done with the show." I just tell my wife she makes it for me. <laughs> like, how Rev's already calling my house. If you're gonna put vegetables in a crock pot, you're gonna okay. I just... See, this is why I need this. <laughs> So this doesn't interest you whatsoever. 
not as much. Okay, not as, okay. I think it's a cool idea. Okay, we'll, we'll make you want make you want it a little bit more if you knew that it was designed by a former Apple engineer. Give me a lot of faith in it. Yeah, so that does give me a lot of faith in it to know that. that yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So. I did think the same thing when I saw the Nest, right? A former Apple engineer, and they brought the Nest. And then I talked to him a couple of times, and then I was like, you know, good idea. And then I got mine, and I was like, amazing. And now I look at houses for house shopping, and if they don't have something smart like that, I'm like, they really know what they're doing. So I, I do I do love that this is, has a little Apple in it. That is, that is interesting. Yes, Rev. I can learn forty-three programming languages, which I can't in a weekend, and and research uh, these projects. Can't figure out how to boil water. Yes, exactly, exactly. I, I just this is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's a different finesse. I just I don't yeah. work in the kitchen, man. <laughs> you get used to working with chemicals that you're not supposed to eat. So when you start working with the ones that you are, it just doesn't work out. Um, but they're well past their funding goal. <laughs> like they are at almost half a million dollars right now, and they only wanted a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> oh wow! Four hundred forty-four thousand four hundred dollars. Um, it's four hundred seventy-nine dollars for the Kickstarter, but I think it's totally worth it. Um, you know, I, I like the technology with it, but I also like how they've put in that food service stuff. Because I, I won't tell you that I'm completely useless when it comes to buying vegetables. But I'm sort of am too. Like when I go buy fresh vegetables and stuff, you better believe I'm the guy like Googling, trying to figure out how to find if it's ripe or not. Where do I, where do I cap on it? What part do I sniff? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, with limes, what, what am I looking for? And like, because I'm like, you see people over there, they're like magicians. They're just like, oh, yeah, that one's good. That one's good. I'm like, all look the same to me. (laughs) But I I do like the NFC chip with it. I think that's a little, you know, extra, but it's nice to do that. And it knows what all the ingredients are. So you don't even have to put in a recipe. (laughs) Um, So I'm, this is a backtracker sack for you, my friend. It's a track. Well, I'm in track. Like it's going to have fun. It's going to happen. I think it's a great idea, and it it's really it's really cool. I, like, it's for, yeah, it, it's it's I don't need it. it's a back for me because they totally made this for <laughs> for me who lives the bachelor life and can't cook with crap. Um, I don't think it would have been a back, but they have that refrigeration unit, so I love how that I can set it early on in the day, not worry about getting E. coli or whatever, and just let it go um, when it's ready to cook. So yeah, that is a back for me. It's a it's called the sous vide, um, and I also love how it does the sous vide kind of cooking for induction. All right, so um, cool. I, I've shown Drew something that I didn't need. Um, what about our next project? Is this something that I need to back right now and get through? This is probably something that you absolutely need right now. Our next project is something that really has nothing to do with the quality of life i know we're not going to help like make showering easier or eating easier uh i just found a toy <laughs> so i found a toy that i thought would be fun to buy so my, my project for the day is called the ice spin turbo it's turbo everyone and so really all they have is a, a 30 second clip um of a top it's a top it's in the top it's a top but then you can pick it up 
it still spins and let it go and it still keeps on spinning and let it go it keeps on spinning (laughs) it'll spin on both sides it'll spin on your finger you can play tricks with it so i guess what i loved about it was just that it was i don't know it's nothing new it's just the top i i wish i could say like this project has bluetooth it'll tell you how many revolutions per minute <laughs> it'll see how long it's fun for. And that's that's version right. two, Drew. That's version two. Yeah. Keep track of your, uh, you know, a spreadsheet of all of your spin times. No, it's just a top. It's just a top. But uh, it's doing well. It's raised uh, almost twenty eight percent of its goal so far. I have another twenty five days to go. I like the look of it. Um, the solid kind of dark shaft through the middle of the red glowing plastic. Uh, I love that. Um, they have a really ambitious ship time. They claim that they might actually get these things shipped out in March, which I think is when it ends. So it's not going to ship unless they have like maybe they haven't made already. I guess it is in China. They, they, they might. To... <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they've had these made already because I think right now it's the middle of the Chinese holidays anyway. So yeah, it's Hong Kong. So yeah, <laughs> perhaps right. things are just sitting in there and they're trying to like get them off on the road. But price is right, ten bucks for a spinning top, like yes, it's totally unique. Like that's that's cool. Um I was playing with a yo yo the other day and I haven't played with yo yos forever. Are you gonna recreate that video? No, but, I'm not gonna recreate uh, that. Come on, man. Come on, that was like I the most I watched I showed it to a lot of my students. I have a video from me in the same like when I went to school back in ninety nine. No, ninety Yeah, ninety nine. Uh of me yo yoing when I was like twenty five years old. That was before the Weber Cooks. Yeah, that was exactly. That was before really... Weber Cooks, there was a famous yo-yo video of the one and only Drew Tyler, guys. No online back then. We didn't even put things online. So I'm, I, uh, a student brought his yo-yo. I want me to play with it while we were shooting headshots and doing some other things afterwards. Um, it was a non-responsive yo-yo. I didn't even know there was such a thing. I've been so out of the gaming, you know, yo-yo finger game game. But it's a non-responsive yo-yo. So when you throw it down to like walk the dog, you can't just jerk it back up like a normal yo-yo. This thing, when you throw it down, you had to do some fancy finger work to actually get it to bench up again. And uh, anyway, I got a great headshot out of it with me <laughs> and the yo-yo. But back to the ice spin turbo. I think for 10 bucks, this is a sexy machine. And if you pulled this out of your pocket and started whipping it around and spinning it and playing games with it, like it would be a hit. It would be probably enough of a hit to replace the fidget spinner we're, i might just buy a lot we're, we're still talking about the ice spin turbo right when you say you take it out of your pocket and whip it out and whip yeah. it whip it out and <laughs> make it spin fast exactly. talking about the top yeah I, I, I like how you can spin it on your finger that's actually what attracted me attracted me to looking at this project in the first place because they put this screenshot of it spinning on your finger i'm like that's kind of yep. cool i want to i want to i want to check that out see how that goes um so, so this is a back for you, right? Ten bucks back, is totally. Yep, find a back right now. Ten bucks, I can do that. Yep, uh, it is. It is a back to me. And you know how we were joking about we can put Bluetooth into anything. Yes. I was walking in Target the other day. They actually have fidget spinners that connect via Bluetooth, so it tells they you have, <laughs> how fast you're spinning, Bluetooth. and and they gamified what? it too. So like you got to spin it at specific RPMs and stuff. Um, and wow. I think you can control the lights, the LEDs on it too, because it has LEDs in it. <laughs> oh. 
I'm going to have to go find this now because I think that's hilarious and funny. Yeah, I'm it's like 30 bucks, though. I'm like, I'm not paying 30 bucks for a fidget spinner. That's <laughs> okay. That's so, crossing the line now. Yeah, so that, this one's back to, I mean, because it seems fun. It's you fun. know, like, I, I feel like if both of us get it, what we should do is when there's like a crowd of people, we'll just have like a showdown to stare at each other and then both of us just whip out our tops and just start spinning them. I like it. Like, because yeah. remember all those commercials when you were a kid? How that that's usually what happens, right? You just look at the other kid, you flip it, and the next thing you know, there's just a crowd around both yeah. of you and just spinning tops. Can we do that in real life? Yep. <laughs> like that's yep. gonna work, right? When two grown adults do that. Down, I spin turbo spin off. <laughs> spin off. All right, so that that's on Indiegogo. Search for an I spin turbo. Help them out. Um, they're what is that? That's about a third of the way to their goal. Yeah, a little less yeah. than a third. It's thick. So if they don't get it, they don't get it. But it's um, good. Yeah, I mean, twenty-five days left. It looks good. All right. So for our last project tonight, um, we had controversy. So you guys know that our last project usually I put out a, a tweet and a Facebook post so you can vote for the project that you would like for a third project. Well, our third project. Um, I searched, well, it won the vote, and then when it won the vote, I started doing this research, because usually I do it after you guys pick, instead of before. Right. Um, and it seemed a little suspicious. So the one that won was the Vital Class Anti-Theft Backpack. Um, so you can see right here, they were looking for, what is that, $1,300, and they're, they're at $1,800 right now. Um, and it's a anti-theft backpack, so the way it's anti-theft is the zipper, instead of it being on the outside, it's actually a hidden zipper that's actually right next to your back. So you're going to notice if somebody's trying to open it up. Um, and I was a little curious. I'm like, well, that's a little low for one right? Um, like, for, for a project. Well. And then it had a little, like, the video actually had this little uh, box in the corner that said it was Lush Deal. So I actually searched Lush Deal. <laughs> You can find this backpack oh. on LushDeal.com for about the same price. Um, actually, it's a it's a little less on the Kickstarter site. So I started searching a little bit more. So it's on LushDeal. It's just a classic theft anti-backpack, anti-theft backpack. I searched okay. a little more. I think this is the original site. Is um, on VitalGear.co. And they actually sell these vital bags, and one of them is a USB charging anti theft backpack for sixty dollars. Um, <laughs> and it's, I guess, it's like uh, they're on sale right now, and it's almost out. But I looked at the the details. So first of all, the Kickstarter project copied the text exactly from the Lush Deal website. It took the video from the Lush Deal website. So I started researching this guy, this Owen Walker. And it says two projects created. Um, when I clicked on it, it was the Vital Class Anti-Theft Backpack. And then the other one was the We Charge Ultra Long Range Wireless Charger. So I'm like, well, let's check this out. So I clicked on it and see, saw why it was canceled. Um, because it's a uh, subject of intel- intellectual property dispute and is currently unavailable. So, <laughs> so there's a very good chance that this exact backpack will eventually become suspended in the same way. Yeah. It looks like it's not so, it. oh, yeah. So don't back Owen Walker's. Go go straight to Lush Deal or go to VitalGear.co and order it from there because those are probably legit sites. Um, I don't know for sure, but it seems like them because they're full shops. Um, 
and get it get it from the original ones instead. So instead of doing that, we're gonna go back to our uh, our runner up projects. This got a this got some votes too. Um, and let me ask you, Drew. Um, have you ever sat in your office and then looked at the ceiling and just like tried to throw something up and get it stuck? You know, remember when you're in high school, you would try to get pencils stuck into the ceiling pencils. tiles. I remember the pencils, like two pencils, just trying to stick them. Yep. So imagine if you could do that, except with a well, sort of like that, except use a ball. So the pro- this project is called the Ceiling Sport. It is the first ceiling sports game. So what it is is a little like a basket dually thingy that you can see right here that attaches to your ceiling, and it's almost like an upside down net. Um, and then it has yeah, like, it teeth, like teeth, teeth things on 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 the edge of the bottom of the hoop. And the whole goal is to throw the ball through that net. Um, and that's really what it is. You just lay on your back under your bed and just keep throwing the ball and trying to get it through the hoop. And the reason they put the teeth thing at the bottom is to give you a visual indicator to see if you actually got it through the hoop or not. Oh, because what I was thinking was that those teeth things were so as you're laying on your bed and staring up, you can pretend that you're about to fall into the starlight. <laughs> that, that's called... <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, you, 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 you. We are going to be um, uh, Boba Fett instead of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I would look up and I'd be like, "It's just going to come down and touch my face." But no, you're saying that that's just like a, a thing that'll show you whether or not you actually got it in and out. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's so it, it's it's kind of a basic thing, but they've designed it so if it does fall, it's not going to smash your face in too, because they they. That's one of the things is they've designed it so it's I think it's like a soft foam plastic thing. So if it falls, okay. it's not going to hurt you. Uh, and then they've made sure that the adhesive they put on the back is pretty strong, so it doesn't fall in the first place. Um, okay. And I like one of the guys called it a work of art, um, and he has it right above his head. So whenever he wants to take a break, he just leans back and just starts throwing the ball up through mm-hmm. the net and see. I I, I don't know. See how many times you can get it through. And it, in a you minute. just go, you just go up and back like that. So as straight yeah. as you can go, just go up and back. Yeah, I mean, you it's can. Like I guess you I, could do trick shots too if you wanted to be at an angle. If you're not straight under it. Yeah, also I would say like, like throw it in and have it come out a different way and have to catch it because it's like I went up and then it came out left or right. Yeah. I put a little fun into it, but th- th- this is like more of a just a mindless throw it up and back. Yeah, and they they said it's been pretty well recepted and he has other ideas too like i think if this one is successful because this one's kind of a basketball themed he's looking for like a baseball one where you're holding a mitt and throwing a baseball through the through the hole and stuff um i don't know does does this seem like something you'd want i know i mean it looks kind of fun it does it does it does address an interesting issue of we don't we don't have any games on our students we very rarely if ever do anything above us, but yet we do spend quite a bit of time staring up. I, yeah, I do spend some time. You know, you lay so, down so in your do bed. Distraction. Yeah, I, my question is, do you feel you're comfortable having your kids throw a ball at your ceiling? Yeah, yeah, I put the little, you know, uh, a soft, a soft one, foam one. Not yet. They throw all kinds of things around here. <laughs> Because yeah, I would love this. But I, I, I'd love. I would love if he did this with a pencil, so you can. <laughs> yeah. It's... <laughs> just, well, if we're gonna do this anyways, might as well get a scoring system up there, right? That's right. A little dartboard and a, a, a point, you know, pencil in the hole, and then you throw the big ball to like release them all. You'd be like, "Oh, hit the release button." 
<laughs> doesn't sound down. safe at all. It's like, you remember lawn darts? This seems like it's lawn darts. <laughs> As Rev just mentions the lawn darts. Apparently those are still around now. Except the, the ends aren't sharp anymore. They're blunt. So. <laughs> One out of everything. <laughs> lawn darts are brilliant. Did you ever have a friend like... I I never had a friend that got like hit with the lawn dart, but somebody must have, right? <laughs> I, I never enough to depend on things. We all have to camp. Anymore. All right, so now it is time for our sack of the week. Um, and this is fun because it's already been suspended by Kickstarter. Yeah, <laughs> um, you got it before we did. So you, Drew, I'm not the fashionable one. I think you, you were, you're, 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 you were far more the fashionable and stylish one. That's why I'm jealous. Um, and so what happened is these guys wanted to create the best basic t-shirt we have ever created the best basic t-shirt yeah i mean you're hip with the kids right you know what it means when they say basic right no is it special it's like oh my god she went to starbucks and she just got like a latte how basic is that oh wow (laughs) yeah she just (laughs) sat in bed and watched netflix she's so basic So here's the basic t-shirt. Yeah. The so, best you've ever created. So so it's just a stand, you know, straight up t-shirt right there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, white t-shirt. <laughs> so white t-shirt. And uh yeah, white only. And yeah. Did they say anything about what makes it special? Uh, let's see. Having been a in design and entrepreneur field for more than four years, I've all has idea to start a label of my own apparel is something that was always in my mind while the fashion industry in asia is saturated we couldn't find a label that offered premium basics at an affordable price at an affordable price most basic t-shirts range between 10 and 30 dollars and made a lower quality that do not last after a few washes 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 wow um i can enunciate while better quality ones are priced between 80 and 100 <laughs> <laughs> have you bought a t-shirt for 80 or 120 dollars yeah that's weird um wow so yeah uh we decided to provide high quality form-fitting t-shirts that will last for a substantial amount of time um we want our t-shirt to be an investment something you can wear again and again and serve as the foundation of your wardrobe for years to come something that just won't get worn out um yeah, uh, but it got oh. sus- it got suspended by Kickstarter because it does look a little fishy because all these images are stock images right here. Um, like even their manufacturing and research, this looks like they just took it off a a factory floor somewhere. Where I'm like, okay, um, yeah, so. I don't know. And then their t-shirts are looking for $25. There's an S in front front of the number. So I don't know if that's a Singapore dollars. I don't. Yeah. So I guess I don't know what that is in us dollars, but so yeah. Um, but Kickstarter suspended it eight hours ago. Um, cause it did seem a little fishy, right? It's unbelievable that they would, 
even think like uh, I don't like t-shirts. Somebody's just trying to make a quick buck, right? It's like you know what? I'll just throw up some t-shirts and tell them that they're form-fitted, and I'll go buy them at the store, and I'll get whatever thirty bucks per t-shirt. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's just it's just it's weird. too blatantly stupid. Um, and like, and I I could see why they because it looks fishy for one thing, and it's not really anything new or innovative, which Kickstarter is kind of looking right. for. Um, right. In terms of that, so. Like yeah, I I could see why that they would suspend it because it's just a T-shirt. <laughs> oh, it's eighteen ninety six American, so it's like two dollars cheaper than what the guy says is is a basic T-shirt. No, I just uh, I can't. Yeah, just... like I think it's horrible. What a ad! Come on, if you're gonna try and rip people off, there's other there's better ways. Yeah. So so Rev mentioned that some upscale places can charge a hundred dollars for a basic t shirt. I what? This must be at like Nordstrom's and all those high end brands that I don't yeah. know. I only know Nordstrom, so <laughs> shows you I don't shop in those places. I mean I thought a pair of jeans for a hundred dollars is expensive. A t shirt for a hundred dollars seems even more expensive to me. Um yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah, so that's our sack of the week. Um, because, I mean, Kickstarter thought it was fishy, so that's one thing. And really, a t shirt doesn't even have a design. I can't get it. Like, it's just too blatantly dumb. That's what I can't get. It. Like, I'm just, that's the hard part. You, you'd back the sous vide over the. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, over the t shirt. I'm, telling, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, watch. Your girls are going to go off to college one day, and you're like, man, I wish I had I'd just given one of these sous vides. So, you know, they'd have hot food ready to go before you went, they they're gonna get be home fine. from class. They're going to be fine. They'll have a box of granola bars. So they're going to be a okay. Wow, granola <laughs> bars, man. I, I, that's, that's fancy. Um, that's how they're getting through. You know, when I was going through college, ramen noodles was, <laughs> yeah, was still the ramen noodles. Ramen noodles or a McDonald's run was. <laughs> Wait, that still sounds like what I eat now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so unfortunately, guys, that is the end of this episode. Um, if you guys have sacks of the week's projects you want us to mention or any of that good stuff, shoot us an email: kickcast at ktdata.net or facebook.com forward slash kickcast or at kickcast for the show at night twenty for Drew or at ktdata for myself. You definitely should follow at night twenty because that's where all the coolness happens. To be honest, right? Um, really, coolness. You got anything you want to plug this week or to show off, or you know, um, trying to catch, just trying to catch up. Um, you know, I, I I tell you, you should take one of Drew's classes. But what you really should do is instead of taking one of Drew's classes where you'll get judged, graded on. You should actually just hire Drew, Drew as a personal like trainer, so like a two day on site training. There you go, and he'll teach you, you everything you learn in the semester, and he won't even grade you for it. Uh, <laughs> I'll just I'll just take your take your money for private one on one, and we'll, I'll teach everything I know stuff like that. So yeah, definitely check that out, um, and make sure you guys come check out uh, our next episode, which is February twenty seventh. I think yeah yeah. yeah. Um, I don't I, I don't think I'm going anywhere. Um, I'll be here yeah so we'll be here we'll find some even more cool projects 
Um, and maybe I'll find somebody who can geek out with me on all these science games. Uh, make sure you check out kitcast.net, kitcast.net for our show notes and everything. Um, and until next time, my friends, see you all later.